Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In early 2016, when a dark wave of anti-gender bathroom bills began sweeping across the nation, the Human Rights Campaign published a report identifying 2016 as the most dangerous year for transgender Americans. In the state of Washington, six bathroom bills were introduced in the state legislature, uh, and that uh, triggered a documentary film uh, called The Most Dangerous Year. Uh, it, what it captures is an ensuing civil rights battle from the perspective of a small group of embattled parents as they banded together to fight a deluge of proposed laws that would strip away the rights of their young transgender children. And more than that, it is about human rights. The film is about uh, this, the, these uh, wonderful families, the uh, relationship with their transgender children, and it's beautifully rendered. And we're fortunate to have with us today the director, producer, editor, cinematographer, co-cinematographer of the film The Most Dangerous Year. That would be Vlada Knowlton. Vlada, welcome to film school. Thank you. Happy to be here. From the film, I understand the interest you had in, in, in the making of the film. But at what point, even though you are a documentary filmmaker, at what point did you decide that this is something that you really wanted to, uh, to uh, chronicle? This, this situation uh, with the, the bathroom laws and, and, your, and your family's experience? Well, it, I mean, it's an interesting question. Want is a relative term in this case. I never really wanted necessarily to make this film. Um, and on a sort of higher level, I, I never really wanted to kind of be in a world where this film needed to be made. But when um, I found out that these bills were coming to our state and that they were kind of going around the country. They were all very similar bills, kind of made from a template, a legislative template that was provided for all these uh, different states. It, it became clear to me that, you know, this was really not necessarily a matter of choice. At this point, we were kind of, our lives were being threatened by um, this really horrible discriminatory legislation. Uh, you know, my child's future was in danger and the future of innocent people all around the country, transgender kids, transgender adults. And in our state, I, I was kind of in this very unique position of already being a filmmaker, also having access to this community, being a part of this community of people, um, knowing the, the some of the lawmakers, knowing the, the activists involved, having these families that knew me and trusted me. So I kind of felt like uh, if I didn't make this film, who would? So... Want was is maybe not the right word, but uh, but certainly the opportunity or all of these sort of uh, circumstances converging in this in this particular way that they did. Is, yeah, exactly. Yeah, in terms of the people that we see in the film, in terms of sort of highlighting their stories, uh, a little bit of a backstory as to how they came to you, or you just sort of figured out as you were going through this process. These were uh, terrific people to, to be in touch with and follow. How did that work for you? So you're asking about the families, the parents in particular, yeah. or everyone? Well, the families. So, yeah, you know, it's interesting. These 
it, it looks uh, after the fact like this was kind of, you know, well planned out and thought through. But at the time, you know, I, I actually really didn't have much of a pre-production period. There was no pre-production. Uh, it was one of those things where I just had to pick up my camera and just start shooting. And um, so it, it really was a case of I, I called the, some of the people I knew from our uh, parent support group. Uh, we had this uh, parent support group um, called Gender Diversity in the Seattle area. And um, I, I just asked whoever I knew if they would be willing to, to do this. You know, I explained very briefly what was happening. And it was uh, literally the first several, you know, groups of families or parents that uh, agreed to be a part of it um, that I, I just included in the film. It wasn't that easy to get people to agree. Parents of transgender kids very understand, understandably um, don't want to go public with their stories it's we're living in such a world that it's just you know a, a risky kind of situation there's um so much uh you know hatred and bigotry out there against trans people and trans kids so it it was really about whichever families were sort of courageous enough to um move forward and go public um and they understood just like i did that you know we were fighting for civil rights and silence equals death in this kind of situation so yeah i just kind of took on the people that said yes yeah there were some terrific subjects in the film um v matt of course annabelle and others who are such a an endearing and loving and i guess unfiltered without guile as they explain their lives and mm -hmm. it's just a such a beautiful way of presenting this. This has always been the issue for people uh, of, of differing sexual orientations or sexual gender identification. Exactly. And that, that's one yeah. of the things about yeah. the film. And it, thank you so much, because this is for many of us to sort of just kind of fit to learning the the. Uh, navigating this in, in ways that are respectful and and inclusive. And again, that's another thing about the film is for people who uh, this may be a, sort of a new issue in in the way that uh, society is dealing with and with communities are dealing with this. Mm -hmm. So a film like yours is is a, a window into that world that allows us to be able to again to be respectful. And, and inclusive in the way we talk about uh, these things. And so that's another part of the film, which I just really, I really enjoyed a lot. So, Thanks. yeah. So, and they are, they're just wonderful ambassadors. I don't know if that's another word, but but at least sure. examples <laughs> of, of people who, who are, and and uh, again, they're just, uh, they're so, well, I said it earlier, without guile. And um, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, they're just kids. They're, I mean, they're just regular kids. Yeah. Well, um, in, so let's describe a little bit, go back just a half a step and, and talk about the bills that were being proposed. They were to, I, they're statewide ballot initiatives. And as Washington is very familiar with them, so are we in California. We, every mm -hmm, ballot, mm -hmm. uh, every election cycle, there are numerous uh, ballot initiatives. Uh, describe what the attempt on the part of the people who are trying to, um, what were those ballot initiatives attempting to do and in, in, in terms of what, what was their objective? Right. Well, so the, in the first part of the film, I was dealing with uh, the bills in our state legislature. And then in the second half of the film, um, the story dealt with the ballot initiative. 
And they, they were both uh, kind of along the same lines. I mean, the, the goal was the same in both cases, um, and the language was very similar. I mean, that what they were trying to do first with the bills that were introduced into the state legislature was uh, repeal or take, take away the um, anti-discrimination protections that we had already had in Washington State for 10 years, for a decade, um, protections um, from discrimination against uh, transgender people, essentially. So discrimination against people with diverse gender identities. And, um, and of course, the safety discrimination law had already covered not just trans people, but a lot of other minorities as well. And when the bills in the legislature failed, they, they didn't pass. Um, then we went on to the fight um, against the ballot initiative, which, you know, the difference there is a group that registers whatever measure they want to register for the Washington State uh, November ballot. They have to gather signatures, enough signatures, to get that um, measure on the ballot. And so it becomes this campaign of signature gathering around the state. Um, and that was basically another kind of bathroom bill type of um, ballot initiative called I-1515, which would basically do the same thing, take away um, the anti-discrimination protections that were already in place for transgender people. And it would also allow uh, schools, you know, public schools, to um, take away the rights of transgender kids their right of using the bathroom that aligned with their gender identity, and it would allow other kids or their families to sue a transgender child and their family every time the transgender child tried to use a bathroom that aligned with their gender identity. And we see this in the film. And uh, the people who are in, uh, putting, what, what were they called, the Family Institute? What was it? The What was the name? Um, uh, I think it was... <laughs> The Family Policy Institute of Washington. Yeah, right. Politically, yeah. P- politically clever in the way that they attempted to, to get this on the ballot. In terms of, uh, they actually yeah the introduction of five or six different um, yeah initiatives, <laughs> and each hoping to get a better, uh, a, a more advantageous uh, reading from the attorneys from the state who were putting together the ballot initiative. That's a new one. I hadn't, right. I hadn't ever seen that or heard that. And I was in politics for about 15 years. I did this kind of stuff. So that, that was a new wrinkle, which, um, yeah, which is, yeah. which there's just something. So I, I, I want to be, I want to be fair. I want to be kind to these people in terms of, uh, as you, as mm-hmm. I said in the film, you want to you want to embrace them. You want to love them and hope that over time they begin to understand and realize what they're doing is antithetical to the, the American ideals, American the idea of freedom for people to express themselves to literally uh, in the pursuit of happiness and all those things. But there is something uh, pernicious about their the way th- mm-hmm. that they go about doing it to take away people's rights is is just mm-hmm. so antithetical to uh, to our belief system to my belief system, certainly, and I think most Americans, but uh, in the film, you, you, you treat the whole, that whole enterprise uh, very uh, kindly, I guess. Is that, a, is that how you would characterize? How would you characterize the way that you, you give them an opportunity to be heard in the film, 
but it must have yeah. been very difficult on a sort of on another level for you to want to to want to show it in that way. Is that is that fair? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't easy. <laughs> okay, there <laughs> <As> you go. <laughs> as a <laughs> yeah, as a parent, you know, uh, I think any parent can relate to that uh, situation when people are coming after the ch- the rights of your child, the, yeah. your child's life and future. Of course, it's not easy to be objective and even-handed and fair, but. Um, ha- you know, I ha- I knew I had a very important job to do here with making this film, which was yeah. to uh, make it a film that an audience would um, believe um, and and appreciate and understand. And I, you know, I, it was very clear to me that in order for an audience to feel like they have a, a an opportunity to kind of learn and listen and make up their own minds about the story, and I think any film should kind of yeah. treat their audience as, you know, people with intelligence. I think right. assume the best of your audience as a filmmaker, and I, I definitely, you know, work by that rule. Right. Um, it was, you know, important to me to, to let uh, both sides of that argument have their say, kind of put their best foot forward, uh, provide their most coherent argument that they could, and, you know, speak in their own words, speak in their own voice. Um, and I thought that that would do this story the most justice with regard to the audience kind of being able to see it as an honest, authentic story. Right, right. Yeah, as a filmmaker, that's the right decision to make. As a parent, mm-hmm. it may not have felt like the right decision, but <laughs> but as a, but as a filmmaker, I think you're absolutely right, and the presentation is fair. Uh, and even in the sort of more uh, intense moments of where they show up at a you know a rally, or there are rallies mm-hmm. around this, mm-hmm. and there are things I'm sure that were said in the course of those I- events that must have been very difficult. So um, I want to let people. Yeah, a lot of things. Uh, a lot of things were left on the cutting room floor. Yeah, so I'll bet they were. Yeah. I'll bet they were. Uh, <laughs> I want to let people know how they can find out more about the film because, it, in addition to the fact that there's a website for the film, themostdangerousyear.com, that also will point people if they're if they want to to you know do more work in this area or be a part of things that are um, that are helpful in helping transgender the community. Um, where would you point people? Well, for, first of all, go to the website, themostdangerousyear.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there organizations um, that you would uh, point to for people who are interested in this particular issue? Uh, yes, definitely. There are several organizations people can go to. Um, the most important thing is to find out uh, what's happening in your state, what kind of uh, anti-discrimination protections does your state already have, and what or what kind of bills or laws are in your state that take away uh, civil rights and human rights from transgender people. So that's important to find out. One uh, organization that has a lot of great information, you could just start from there, is the National Center for Transgender Equality, um, NCTE.org, uh, I believe. You can look it up, uh, Google it. Um, also, the Human Rights Campaign has a lot of great information. And um, I think there are a lot of other websites that kind of you can go to to find out uh, the status of, you know, certain bills and laws in your state. And it's important to just be aware. It's important to know what um, what are people trying to do with regard to civil rights and human rights in your area and how can you get involved 
even just by talking to people about it. Mm-hmm. How can you get involved? How, how should you vote? You know, what, what is happening in your school districts? How are kids being treated? Are, do transgender kids have protections in your state? All that is um, very important for, I think, every, every citizen to be aware of. The children that are highlighted in the film, and I mean, we, the, one of the aspects of the film they talk about is the, uh, the impact it's, have, it's had, the sort of social pressures that are put upon these, these young children as they begin to figure out their place in the world. Uh, there is, a, at the beginning of the film, we see a picture of Leela, is that right, Leela? Leela Alcorn. Leela Alcorn, who committed yeah. suicide and and left in the suicide note that her her death should mean something. Yeah. And I mean, again, sort of the impact this has had on suicide rates among young people and all that. This is not just uh, an issue that is about. It's more than just about acceptance. It is about some very real. The, um, health issues, uh, the uh, occurrences of violence against transgender people. There's a, a number of other things that you were talking about in the film, but it seems to have been sort of inspired in some way, or at least a, a kind of a homage to Leela Alcorn. Is that, tell us a little bit about her story. Yeah, she she was a transgender girl uh, living in um, Ohio, I believe, and um, she was um, born into a fairly conservative religious family, and she had to go through the the tragic torture of conversion therapy, and essentially was never really accepted um, as uh, a, a girl of as who she was by her family and uh, by her parents. And uh, you know, by age uh, seventeen, I believe she couldn't take it anymore, and she uh, took her life. I, you know, I think it's really, really important for everyone to understand that uh, for a young person, a growing person, to grow up in an environment where their core identity is rejected, um, that is an extremely painful and traumatic experience, and it's extremely difficult for a child to be able to um, to grow up. Uh, with the, that kind of a sense of um, hopefulness and, um, you know, self-respect and self-love that you need to be sort of a functioning, productive human being and have the will to live uh, as an adult. And, and and it's really important for people to understand that the, the, the rate of depression and stress and anxiety that is prevalent among trans people um, and any minorities really who has to deal with rejection and, and, you know, oppression and having to suppress who they are, their core identities. Um, that, that, that rate of, of, you know, mental uh, stress has everything to do with how society treats them. It, it doesn't have anything to do with being born transgender. And there's a lot of research, well-documented evidence showing that, you know, kids who are accepted and loved and supported for who they are, they they are just as mentally healthy as all other kids, um, all of their peers. So, so it's important to understand that you know this this rate of uh, suicidality and all the other horrible things that come out of um, growing up transgender 
comes from um, the way these kids are being treated. Um, it's it's something that our society has to deal with. It has to fix it as soon as possible. And, you know, Leela Alcorn understood that really well when she left her suicide note yeah. and said, fix fix society, please. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a tragic story. I, you know, it, it's kept me up at night for years now. Yeah. When, when in the last minute or so that we have together, let's talk a little bit about the work that Aiden Key, who's also the associate producer on the film, there are many other people, but Aiden certainly seems to be in the forefront of, of this issue and really seems to be such a sort of calming influence and a, a voice of reason in all of this. Um, tell a little bit about him and, and his, his um, connection to the film. Yeah, he is definitely the voice of reason here, um, and he does have a very calming uh, influence, and I think that's why he's so, so successful in his work. He founded the uh, support group called Gender Diversity, and, and he started these conferences, these annual conferences called Gender Odyssey. I think it was possibly the first or one of the first um, conferences for transgender uh, people and families of transgender kids in the country, He's based here in the Washington State area. Um, he's he's great. He he's a trans man himself. He uh, is hired by school districts all around the state and now all across the country to come and basically just talk about the issue and train the staff and the uh, parent community and the kids about you know what it means to be gender diverse, what it means to be transgender how this all fits into their daily lives and that helps, you know, I think his, his main um, job and, and the reason he's so effective is he helps answer questions. He just, you know, answers questions and concerns and um, helps to uh, sort of calm the, all the anxiety and the, the stress um, around the issue that people, you know, some people don't understand very well. And, and helps people to really see that, you know, being transgender is no different from being cisgender. You're just, you are who you are. You're just a regular human being. Um, and you go about your life the same way as everybody else. Right. And trans kids are no, not really all that different from cisgender kids. And um, that there really isn't all that much to be concerned with yeah. other than the kind of the scary things that adults usually come up with when they you know, are worried about something they don't understand. Kids are actually much better at dealing with this issue. They, you know, they, they don't have the preconceived notions yet of, um, you know, what a girl is supposed to be, what a boy is supposed to be, uh, notions which are pretty outdated at this point in time. Well, thankfully, because of the science, uh, as we get to understand more and more about gender identity and all of these different aspects of the human experiences, uh, as uh, I remember a, a line from Seinfeld, Mother Nature is a mad scientist, and uh, and there is <laughs> there is there is just a, such a plethora of different ways to live your life, and thankfully. At least the United States, in some ways, is behind the curve. In other ways, it's catching up. And uh, the idea that this is something new is is the thing that's kind of distressing. This is people have been dealing with this, but never allowed to live their lives for um, forever. 
in, I'm sure, in terms of the, the human condition. And, and now at least we're beginning to come to grips with it in a way that is positive and life-affirming, and your film certainly is, is all those things and more. And uh, my congratulations to you for the film, The Most Dangerous Year. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank I you. It. You're very welcome. Uh, again, uh, we've been speaking with uh, Vlada Knowlton. She is the director, writer, producer, editor. She did some cinematography on the film. A uh, whole, whole bunch of stuff. And my congratulations on all of those different hats you are wearing for this production. Look forward to your work. Hope you'll come back again and uh, again on Film School Radio and uh, uh, and join us to, for for more. Thanks. I hope so too. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.